for Locked On Flames, your daily podcast on the Calgary Flames. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Flames. Today we go over the key takeaways from locker room cleanout day. As most of the Flames address the media for the first time since being eliminated at the hands of the stars. Plus, Johnny is committed to Calgary, and how weird is this offseason going to be? I'm Jess Belmosto alongside Sean Lavery. Be sure to subscribe and follow Locked on Flames for free wherever you get your podcasts. You'll get the latest episode of this podcast as soon as it comes out each day. Happy Monday, Sean. Yes, I'm just realizing a major flaw <laughs> in the NHL's return to play program. Normally when yes. the Flames get eliminated, which is often very early, um, <laughs> it's like, oh, shucks, like hockey season's over. What am I going to do now? But summer's here, so like I can go outside <laughs> and kind of forget about hockey for three months. Right now, the flame season is over. Fall is here. I'm not a big fall guy. Like fall and winter, eh, I'm kind of mm-hmm. eh. Summer is definitely my favorite season by far. So the fact now I'm going to be without Flames hockey for probably close to five or six months and the weather's going to suck. Like this is a big flaw that no one saw coming <laughs> in the return to play uh, kind of format. Yeah, especially with like the Canadian teams, because I mean, your winters are brutal. Well, they start in you... September. It's going to snow <laughs> in probably three weeks here. I bet you the first snow we oh get in Calgary God. is less than four weeks away. I'm calling it. That's so. incredible. I'm going to mark that on my calendar right now. Yeah, that's going to because... be a. You think shows are pessimistic <laughs> now? Wait till we have first snowfall, Sean. Yeah. Like it's, summer's over. And it's. I'm already at the point now where I'm bringing jackets to work when I work oh early in the goodness. morning because it's cold in the morning. Uh, but then it gets like today, it's 27 Celsius. So my math is bad. I'm going to guess like high 80s, low 90s Fahrenheit. Oh, um, yeah. So it's hot during the day, but. It's cold in the morning. Those mornings, yeah, uh, definitely. Having a winter without hockey, like I don't know <laughs> what I'm going to do from September until January when I think the season's going to start January. Yeah. So. But today was a uh, a news and notes kind of day, Jess. Uh, mm-hmm. Twitter was busy with lots of Flames news. I want to start with injuries because we all knew Matthew Kachuk was injured, uh, and it was revealed today that he did indeed have a concussion like a lot of people uh, kind of connected the dots on and thought was the case. There were two injuries that caught me completely off guard, and I kind of had no idea that they were coming at all. First one, Mm -hmm. Sam Bennett has a torn tricep, and he suffered it at some point early on in the Jets series. So he kind of played most of his playoffs with a torn tricep muscle. And then the other one was Rasmus Anderson, who had a broken foot. Same thing as Sam Bennett, suffered kind of early on in the Jets series, so he played most of the playoffs with a broken foot. So these are two of the three – two of Calgary's best players suffering kind of, I would call them like definitely notable injuries, maybe not major injuries, but definitely like affecting injuries on your play. What was kind of your first thoughts when you saw this injury news fall through on Twitter? How on earth were they the Flames like best players with these kind of injuries? Thank you. That was my exact reaction. Because I was just so like, We had kind of hinted at the idea that, you know, they were kind of dealing with something, especially Anderson, but I was not expecting a broken foot. Um, But, you know, I just, it it makes sense, I guess, but it doesn't at the same time. Yeah, the one thing I thought of was, remember when Milan Lucic was kind of at the climax of his being awesome (laughs) in these playoffs, and I was like, Jeff Ward is loving this guy and he's putting him in the face-off circle because he trusts him now and he's giving him more responsibility. In hindsight now, 
Sam Bennett had a torn bite or tricep. So with a like if any arm muscle injury of any kind is going to make taking faceoffs really hard to do. So maybe, yeah, sure, Lucic was playing good and probably, you know, earned some of that time for sure. But also <laughs> it was so clearly Sam Bennett's injury that uh, forced Lucic into the role of taking faceoffs. But my reaction, my instant reaction was very similar to yours. It's like it almost remember those layers of frustration I keep relying yes. on and talking about that. This is another one. The flames best players were fighting through injury. Now we don't know if jo- like Johnny Gaudreau could have been dealing with something that maybe was a little minor that wasn't worth really noting, but still like, if you're not like, they're not coming out and saying, you know, Gaudreau was dealing with this, this and this, and that's why he didn't play well. These guys were healthy, I guess, relatively a lot more than Bennett and Anderson, who both had amazing playoffs from individual perspectives. Um, so it's just another thing where it's like, man, like the Flames' best players seem to be also their most healthy players, but also the actual, you know, the best performing players were also the most injured players. <laughs> it's completely backwards. And just another thing where it's like, if you're going to, if you're going to have your injured players also be your best players, like take advantage of that and be able to help them out. But mm-hmm. I mean, it's playoff hockey and it's like more, more legendary stories for the playoff Sam Bennett. Exactly. And I don't know if you saw it on Twitter, but there was a picture, um, like a screenshot from his uh, Zoom availability, and his beard is gone, and he looks unrecognizable. Let's see this. I'm actually looking up the tweet (laughs) as we speak. I bet you, I haven't found it yet, but I bet you he looks uh, approximately two decades younger. Like when he has the beard, like he's a mid-20s guy now. Um, so he looks a little older than mid twenties, probably looks older twenties without the beard. He looks like he's back to being 18 year old Sam Bennett, who was just making his <laughs> debut with the flames. Um, but I did not see that. Fascinating. Maybe he should go yeah. beardless next playoffs because he, I think he's rocked a beard every postseason that I can remember. Um, so maybe he needs to switch it up because clearly the beard isn't working very well. No. Um, but I mean, the Kachuk concussion thing, I think Kachuk I heard was uh, going to address the media tomorrow. So um, if he's going to be talking to the media, I would imagine he's uh, pretty close to being, I guess, recovered yeah. and, and all healed up. So um, that's good to hear that he's at least, you know, it's it's obviously going to be something he can um, come back from. And, and it's not like anything that's going to affect him long term. So, um, but man, it's, it's tough to hear those best players yeah. having major injuries and still being capable of being your best players. And then that just kind of like makes you wonder why your healthy players weren't playing as good as your unhealthy Injured. players. Yeah. I wonder like how, <laughs> how, I don't know, frustrated maybe would be the word, but mm-hmm. imagine Sam Bennett on the bench thinking like, guys, like I'm literally like giving it my all. And you yeah. know, I, I would imagine body checking someone the way Sam Bennett does with a torn tricep might be a little painful. Um, so I wonder if Sam Bennett had any sense of, you know, and these guys are all team players. They would never admit mm-hmm. it. But any, like, deep down personal sense of, like, dude, are you kidding me? Like, I'm doing this right now with a torn tricep. And you're kind of just moseying out here. Not at any specific yeah. guy. Yeah. Johnny Gaudreau, but, just... but uh, <laughs> you know, like, dude, what the hell? Like, pull. everyone's got to pull their weight of the rope to, to get things going in the right direction. So. Exactly. There you and go. Like, a couple notable oh. things. Um, and then there was Jeff Ward. Kind of yes. topic. It's almost like the the three podium topic points today what's johnny gaudreau's future looking like injury news and then there's jeff ward the interim head coach um 
Ward was asked uh, about, you know, if he would like to be back next season as head coach. He obviously said, obviously said he would love to be back as Calgary's head coach uh, for next season. Uh, but this was an interesting, you know, kind of follow-up question that I think was a very fair and, and good question to ask. Jeff Ward is interim head coach, and he was the assistant head coach prior to being promoted, I guess, technically to interim head coach. He was asked if he would stay in Calgary if they opted to go with a different guy for head coach. Like, basically, would you go back to being an assistant coach? And he says, quote, sure, I'd consider it. I'll sit down and listen to anything they want to talk to me about. Um, so there you go. Like, Jeff Ward is is on board to to come back. What do you think of that potential situation where maybe you hire a different different coach uh, but keep Jeff Ward as an assistant? I like it. I mean, I think that it's – it shows his dedication to the team and the organization as a whole. And, you know, if this whole potential hypothetical head coach doesn't work out, well, he can have a shot at it again and try again to be the permanent head coach. Yeah, no, it's, it's not a, it's a, I gotta be honest. It's not a scenario I really ever thought of. Like, yeah, it's, I don't know if it's the ideal scenario. And I think you and I will have our kind of own Jeff Ward dedicated at least segment maybe episode on kind of what his future is looking like. So we'll get into that at a later date, but obviously Ward himself would want to be back as head coach, but um, having him back as an assistant, is not something I thought of until that uh, interesting question was posed. Um, another, you know, I guess theme from the, the media availabilities today was, you know, there was a lot of flames players saying like, we feel like this group is close and, you know, we like the team we have here, like those kind of, uh, Colts. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I don't know about you, but like, <laughs> there was a lot of talk. It's these the playoffs. same stuff, right? And it's yeah. it's frustrating, I guess. Like, there was talk leading up to the playoffs that we're a change group. We've learned our mm-hmm. lessons, and then they go on the ice, and it's kind of maybe not the same things, but like, still, it's it's a lot of the same frustration points. Um, right. So what do you think when it's more talk? I guess from the Flames and yeah, on walk. I mean basically what you said like actions will speak louder than words and unfortunately um the flames couldn't exactly back up their their big talk but you know i don't know how much can you how much does the does the pandemic play into that how much does the pause play into that and these injuries like what like what is it (laughs) yeah i mean we're obviously not expecting the players to say anything different um, of course. So we can't, it's, it's hard to complain about in a way, but this is one of the things about cheering for a team who's kind of perennial, like, I guess the same, who's always a team who's always the mm-hmm. same is that you hear the same quotes over and over again. Um, but you kind of never get the the change that you want to see that, or, or at least the change that they talk about. But um, that's why we watch sports because eventually one yeah. day things will change and it might be for the worse and it, and it might be for the better. If you want to talk about quotes, you know, maybe a question that would be, I guess, considered awkward going into today's media availabilities would be the future of Johnny Goudreau. Uh, well, he was asked straight up about his future and what that might look like. And we'll tell you what he had to say next. Uh, you are listening to Locked on Flames. But speaking about awkward conversations, um, you know, something that might be 
maybe not awkward, but, but hard to talk about and just kind of uh, a little different for, for most men would be erectile dysfunction. Uh, usually we just brush it off or blame ourselves and, th- and say things like, I lost my mojo, or we avoid it altogether with excuses like I had a long day at work. Uh, but with Roman, it is easy to talk about it with a real healthcare professional who can prescribe real medication. So everything here is all legit. It is simple, it is safe, and it is totally discreet. With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for erectile dysfunction, all from the comfort and privacy of your own home. Jess, this is a interesting, I guess, trend and a way to take mm-hmm. advantage. Like we've talked, you know, rockauto.com, like everything now is about ease and just staying at home and, and being on your laptop and kind of taking care of everything online and ordering stuff online. When it comes to something like this, that maybe might be a little bit awkward. Like I'd never thought of using the internet to, to kind of tackle this sort of problem. Um, so uh, Roman is, is solving all your problems. Uh, the whole process is straightforward, simple, and it is discreet. Uh, getting started, also simple. Just go to getroman.com slash NHL today and complete an online visit. Erectile dysfunction used to be a tough to tackle, but now there is Roman. Complete an online visit today to connect with a free healthcare professional and take care of it. Go to getroman.com slash NHL today. If approved, you'll get you'll get $15 off your first order of an ED treatment. That is getroman.com slash NHL. getroman.com slash NHL. Just one more thing I want to tell you about here before we get into uh, the awkwardness around Johnny Gaudreau and his future in the NHL. And that is our friends over at DoorDash. Now, Jess, I don't know about you. Do you have any DoorDash experience? I do. And it's wonderful. It is it's an amazing thing, this, this whole delivery uh, thing between never ending laundry cycles and incoming emails. Like, I don't know about you, but it seems like with this pandemic, we're spending more time at home, but we're also a thousand times busier while we're at home. And this is where something like DoorDash comes into play. Uh, just maybe tonight, if you're not feeling like cooking dinner, you can go to DoorDash and, and get anything you're craving. Is there something you're craving specifically uh, today? Mm-hmm. Some some good French fries. French fries? Oh, that's yeah. easy. DoorDash has that for sure. Uh, if you want Chinese, DoorDash has that as well. If you want pizza, yeah. guess what? DoorDash has that as well. How about some frozen yogurt to kind of end the night with a nice dessert? DoorDash has that, that as well. Wonderful. There you go. There's something for everyone at DoorDash. And another nice little element of using DoorDash is you continue to support those restaurants around your community, maybe around the corner from you, um, who are obviously struggling as everyone is during these uh, trying times in 2020. Uh, but DoorDash is just another avenue for you for you to support those local businesses. DoorDash is the app that brings you the food you're craving right now, right to your door. Ordering is easy. Open the DoorDash app, choose what you want to eat, and your food will be left safely outside your door with a new contactless delivery drop-off setting. Right now, our listeners can get $5 off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter the code LOCKEDONNHL. That is all one word, LOCKEDONNHL. That's $5 off and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter code LOCKEDONNHL. Don't forget, that is code LOCKEDONNHL for $5 off your first order with DoorDash. Lockdown Flames continues. Don't forget to follow Sean and I over on Twitter. I'm at Jessica Belmosto and Sean is at Sean underscore Lavery. Just like every other episode we have put out there, Johnny Gaudreau is uh, 
you know, star of the show. When do you um, think our first show will be that we don't mention the name Johnny Gaudreau? Do you think we'll oh, accomplish one at all? No. Maybe before <laughs> hockey starts. I don't think so either. No, uh, no. This guy is going to be the topic this offseason. Absolutely. Between him, uh, head coaching position, mm-hmm. and the goalies, I think those will you know, kind of fluctuate as our topics. We should come on, we should come up with a Locked On Flames drinking game. Um, (laughs) And I want to make this a drinking game where you and I, the hosts, participate rather than just the listeners. Because, you know, I I don't know if you're a big Reddit person, but... um, Yes, I love Reddit. Okay, so the Flames subreddit, um, for for every game, they obviously have a game thread where you can kind of, you know, chat about the game online with people. But on that game thread at the top of every game thread, no matter if it's regular season or playoffs, they have a Flames drinking game uh, to kind of play along with as you watch the game. Um, it's something I have indulged in on a random Tuesday night. I'm not going to lie. Um, so I think we need a locked on NHL Flames, or sorry, not locked on NHL, locked on Flames drinking game. Maybe every time Jess and I say Johnny Goudreau, a nice little sip because we're going to be saying his name a lot. If we mention maybe the word Mark Jankowski, you take a full shot because I don't know if he's going to come up a lot. Uh, And Jess, you and I should participate because the longer this goes, I think the better the show gets, if you know what I'm saying. Yes, honestly, I am so here for that. Um, We should like make a bingo card too because I know that those have also been kind of the trend this quarantine especially with like the hockey fandom so it's like you know you cross off something and whatever but we could also make it like you know cross something off you drink you get bingo you have to take a shot you go. fill up your like we will make this as fun as we can for everybody involved there you go now obviously one of the side effects of uh, drunkenness and alcohol and please everyone please drink responsibly is a little bit of honesty and Johnny Gaudreau had plenty of honesty, um, but zero alcohol uh, during today's media availability. Um, I'll read you just his quote, just verbatim, on what he said about his future in Calgary. So, uh, quote, Calgary has been a second home to me. I love playing there. I love my teammates there. I love the city. The fans are awesome. It's a team I could see myself playing for for the remainder of my career, and I've always said that. I know a lot of people have speculations about me wanting to go back east, but I just feel really comfortable where I'm at with the teammates there, the coaching staff, with Bradtree Living, the management, the team, and the owners. What is your first reaction, Jess, when you hear that quote? That That's a strong quote from Johnny Gaudreau. How long did it take for his agent to come up with that? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> but also, like, you know, that is very honest and very vulnerable. So, you know, maybe there is truth behind it, and it's not him selling you know, some sort of false hope for the fans and I, good for him, I guess. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the one thing it's, it's, it's interesting, right? There's no denying how interesting it is. The fact he kind of addresses the speculations about him wanting to go mm-hmm. back home, like straight up, like, you know, that, that to me, like makes it maybe more authentic than it otherwise would have been. Um, it's definitely, and if you look at the span of Johnny Gaudreau's time in Calgary, it's definitely the strongest quote that he's had in terms of his future here. Um, It's the most, I guess, committed he's ever, he's ever sounded to the team. And it it comes at an interesting time because obviously right now we're at the peak of uh, Johnny Gaudreau out of Calgary, kind of not rumors per se, but there's a big push I think in the fan base for uh, it might be a loud minority. It might be a loud majority. I don't know. It's, it's tough to say right now, but um, we're at the peak of, of Johnny out of Calgary, I guess, smoke. There's a lot of smoke there. So 
Um, it definitely comes at an interesting time. Do you think if you're, if you're Brad Tree living and you read something like that, does that maybe change your plans at all or, or influence your plans in any way? I mean, at the end of the day, it's a business. So, you know, I think he would have to put his feelings aside in any business decision, but you know, maybe if there is truth to this, I like, I'm, I love that. I'm just like speculating that Johnny Gaudreau is a liar. Johnny, if you ever yeah, listen sure. to this, I'm sorry. I'm very I'm sorry. sorry. I, I, <laughs> but like, um, I hope that uh, Tree Living understands that, you know, maybe Johnny isn't the piece you need to move. Maybe that's the piece you need to build around. Yeah. I mean, it's, 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 it's a possible scenario. I don't know. We have to kind of sort this out and really stew on this to figure <laughs> out if it's the correct scenario. Um, but I think it's, it's certainly an option that he has in play. You know, I think this is a, it's a interesting quote again from Goudreau, just because, you know, let's say tree living does keep him here um, for next season. And I believe Johnny has two more seasons uh, before he hits uh, unrestricted free agency. If there is a scenario where Johnny plays out the remainder of his contract in Calgary, but then left as a free agent, you know, keep this quote on file for, for that, because that would be, um, you know, kind of the ultimate backstab. And we saw some backstabbing on Twitter uh, this weekend from Alan Walsh, who, who posted a photo <laughs> of Marc-Andre Fleury getting stabbed in the back by Peter DeBoer, um, which is an interesting move from a player agent. But regardless, if Johnny Gaudreau is going to leave Calgary in free agency and ends up staying here somehow uh, beyond this offseason, um, this would be a, a quote to file as, you know, kind of blind to the fans. And, you know, he's, he says he, he, like I said, he addressed those speculations of wanting to go back east, which is something that I have... I obviously have, I have no insider information, but it's it's been a it's been a storyline that has kind of persisted throughout his whole time in Calgary. It feels like almost mm-hmm. ever since he got here, it seems it's always been well. He wants to go back and play uh, close to home, maybe for the Flyers or the Devils or just somewhere close to you know that vicinity. Um, so the fact he shut that down right away, it is interesting to me because you know there's nothing stronger than the want or the need to go home and. It, absolutely this quote in a weird way made me think of Kawhi Leonard right away because <laughs> I just loved to that whole drama in Toronto last yeah. summer and he just won a championship in Toronto and he's like well that's cool but I still want to go home like Goudreau hasn't accomplished anything here right. so if he wants to go home he's that'll be an easy decision for him right so um the fact he brought It'll, up that whole thing was interesting yeah it also makes me wonder, though, it's like, where are people getting these speculations and rumors from? Is it because he removes, um, you know, Calgary Flames from his bio, like almost every trade deadline day, like to mess with us? Like, like what? What is this going off of? Yeah, no, I think, to be fair, it's I, I, I would say it's largely fan driven. Um, mm-hmm. I can't remember a time where I saw a credible NHL source uh, from any publication reference Johnny Goudreau wanting to go home um, yeah, or anything like that. Um, you know, there's, there's obviously he loves it there and he loves his family as anyone would, right? That's, there's only one of home course. that you really have. So, um, you know, it's, it, it probably is really a lot fan driven, um, but who knows? Like it, it could be true for all we know, but um, a very interesting quote from Johnny today. Yeah, definitely. And still ahead in the show, this will be an off-season like no other for the Flames for many reasons. So, should we expect change this time around, like none we've seen before? 
You are listening to Locked on Flames. First, though, we have to tell you about our friends over at Built Bar. Built Bar is changing the game when it comes to uh, nutritious and delicious protein bars because now the Built Bar is new and improved. They got a new logo, some new branding, and some new flavors as well, and it is even more delicious. Jess, you've had a Built Bar before. You often reference a Three Musketeers bar when you kind of think of a Mm -hmm. comparable. So this is something new because we're going from protein bar to chocolate bar uh, in terms of flavors. And now they have some new amazing flavors. How excited are you to get your hands on these six new flavors? I'm so excited. And there is one in particular that I'm stoked for. So which would that be? Do you know? It is the almond apple crisp. Oh, goodness. Because, you know, fall is right around the corner. We do love fall activities up here in the Northeast. Mm-hmm. So just give me that little taste of fall. Mm-hmm. That does sound good. One of That's one of the six new flavors. Uh, my personal favorite of the six upcoming new flavors might be the cookies and cream. Uh, mm. That's one of my go-to ice cream flavors. So um, having it in a nutritious, delicious protein bar uh, would be all the better. So these six new flavors are just new additions on top of the original 12 amazing flavors that Built Bar has for you. So now we're at a total of 18. We'll have something for every palate, no matter what your favorite uh, kind of foods are. And the bars are covered in 100% amazingly delicious chocolate, and they are soft and easy to chew, unlike your traditional protein bar, which might be a little hard and a little more like sawdust than actual food. And the great thing about Built Bar, like I mentioned, it is a, it's that it is great for the health conscious person. You can lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. And the bars are low calorie, low sugar, high fiber, and high protein. Plus they're great for those keto diets if you happen to be uh, in the midst of one right now. So for the next few uh, weeks, while quantities last, you've got a free cooler with purchase um, when you go to builtbar.com. So go to builtbar.com, use the promo code locked on, that is one word, and you'll get $10 off your next order. Use promo code locked on for $10 off at builtbar.com. Locked on Flames with Jess Belmosto and Sean Lavery continues. Don't forget to follow our show's Twitter feed at LO underscore Flames. Now, the dreaded question because we have five or six months without hockey, well, Flames hockey. How different is this offseason going to be for Calgary? It's a lot of. Uh... A lot of decisions for Bradtree Living to kind of weigh. And, you know, first off, is he kind of assessing the season that was the same way he's assessed every season that he's had as Flames GM? You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Where this year was obviously insanely different because you play 70 games, then you have a four-month break, then you come back and you have one exhibition game, and then boom, you're in the playoffs right away, right? So um, imagine if the Flames came back for training camp in September, October, and then they had to start playoffs right away. Like how hard that would be. That's, you know, almost what they did. Um, if you're Brad Tree Living, do you kind of, you know, so th- this year the result was a first round playoff exit. It was the exact same as mm-hmm. last year. Are you assessing this year the same way you did last year? Is it like an even call, do you think? I don't think you can. I mean, I don't know. Like it's just, it feels unfair to give it kind of, you know, special treatment because of the pandemic. Like, regardless, these guys played the playoffs the way that they do, or the way that they did with the pause. Mm -hmm. So it's like you need to address that. And, you know, along with their other pieces and how they have played in the past, but at the same time, like, (laughs) 
there was a pandemic. So what can you do? Yeah. I mean, that's, it's fair. Like it was a, it's a crazy year for everyone, but um, I would say, I think Calgary maybe would be in a, in a, in a different position than a lot of teams just because their core has been the same the whole time. Um, All these playoff defense or just all these playoff disappointments have had, a lot of the same kind of characters, at least from Calgary's perspective, right? Like it's, it's been Goudreau and it's been Monaghan and Backlund and Giordano. Uh, coaches and goaltenders have changed, um, but the core has largely been the same. And the result has largely been the same. In fact, it's always been the same. It's been, you know, pure disappointment, whether you miss the playoffs or you exit the playoffs early. I think for those reasons, I don't know if it, in terms of assessing the year that was, I don't know if that's going to be a whole lot different for tree living. Um, the regular season was 70 games. So you only missed really 12 games, right? You didn't play uh, 12 games. You played 12 games less than you should have. Um, you know, it, it, it would be a lot different. Let's say if Calgary only played 40 games, uh, they have a big regular season sample size to work from the playoffs. I almost feel like we can ignore the, the series against Winnipeg. Um, and you can yeah. almost think of the series against Winnipeg as, you know, quote unquote, warm up for the actual first round. Um, and if you look at it that way, then then the first round result is the same a first round playoff exit. So, I mean, you have a lot to weigh in, in this situation. Uh, but like I said, the fact that the, the sample size is large, but the result is the same and the core is the same. Uh, I think tree living, at least from a assessment standpoint, uh, is going to have maybe a, a, a pretty normal off season. Um, the one thing that might not be normal is that this is now a string and a trend of disappointment. So does that kind of spark that change right which is the big question of the of the the, not the summer but the off season (laughs) yeah normally it's the summer but um you know like we talked about earlier it is almost september (laughs) so um you know our fall and winter is going to look a little different but uh the off season i feel like he's going to have to make some changes but i don't think it's going to be anything that's going to you know just anything that might constitute a petition saying that tree living needs to be out of the front office. Right. Like, I would, yeah. I don't I'd think agree. it's going to be anything drastic. I think we won't, well, we might be a, a season away from that point. I, I agree yeah. with you. I think there's no move he can make this, this off season that would result in him being fired before the season starts or early in the season. Now, if you make some moves in the off season and it's a clear flop in the regular season or or maybe they have a similar playoff result as they've had the last couple of years, um, you know, then this time next year or whatever next off season is, uh, that's when that kind of conversation will come up. But, um, and another thing too, is like, say he does make any changes, like it could be a long time before we see those changes really, you know, come to life, I guess. Like he could make some major trade of some kind, uh, but we won't see, the incoming talent until maybe December, late December or early January. Right. So um, it's a lot of kind of sit on your hands and you have a lot of time to think, which is kind of the the quote of 2020. You have a lot of time to Mm -hmm. sit home and think, right. So you might overthink it too. Absolutely. And I think it'll be interesting. Like you said, I don't think that it's going to, you know, result in him getting fired or anything. No. So, I mean, best of luck to him and how he decides to go forward with this yeah he's definitely not going to be bored the next few months like he, no. he has a lot on his plate to, 
to tackle. So um, he will be a busy man. Uh, speaking of busy, coming up this week, Justin and I might be a little bit busy. We have a lot to look ahead to in terms of the Flames offseason. Uh, we'll tell you the team's top priorities that they have to check off uh, during the offseason, which players have to stay in Calgary, which players have to go in Calgary, and a whole lot more. You can follow us on Twitter. Jess is at Jessica Belmosto, and I am at Sean underscore Lavery. Be sure to subscribe and follow this podcast right now on your favorite podcast app, and you'll get the latest episode of Locked on Flames as soon as it's available each day. Don't forget to subscribe and listen to Locked on Golden Knights with Danny Webster after they had a busy weekend on and off the ice for Las Vegas. Uh, Jess, thanks for today. We will chat tomorrow. See you tomorrow.